This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Today's essential question, what's the best way to beat the summer heat while also handily dismantling racist, sexist, misogynistic, hetero, patriarchal, white supremacy? All the things. All the things at once. Today's episode is brought to you by the sunscreen self-tanner combo enjoyed by white women everywhere, sun in a bottle. Want to protect your skin from harmful UV rays while also looking a streaky orange mess at your cousin's wedding? We've got you covered, especially the palms of your hands, which will be virtually indistinguishable from the University of Texas Longhorns logo or a mandarin orange that you accidentally left in your work bag for three months. Sun in a Bottle comes in a range of expressive colors from Tango Tango Tangerine to Cheeto Benito 45. Grab yours today and get streaking. I love our sponsor. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for summertime. Perfect for summertime. Well, Annie, it's summer. I love the summer. And we're super glad that school is over because we work our arses off all year long. So true. Unlike what some people believe about teachers, but fortunately, most of our listeners have a teacher friend who's beat this into them that we work so hard all year long yeah. that the summertime's actually a much needed break. Yeah. And, then and false premise still about pay. We also do a lot of work in the we summer. We do. And also the false pay, premise about pay. Yeah. Like they've just held back our pay, not that it's our like pay a, is it's like a around. zero interest loan to our school district that yeah. they that they ca- that we cash out in the yeah. summer. So, summertime, how you feeling? I'm pretty good. I mean, the weather's beautiful, birds are chirping. Everyone's discovered that they own shorts mm. again, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to since school got out cuz we got out like couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago so what have oh, you been up I to? no actually a week ago the 15th it feels like a couple weeks it ago it feels like it like an eternity normally it takes me a little while to like um get into the summertime zone <laughs> Re- i'm still Re- actually having civilian life <laughs> yeah i'm still actually having school nightmares like i had a dream last night oh, about no. school but like I, anxiety dreams yeah uh, but they're not quite anxiety they're just like weird dreams oh yeah so like there was a thing last night in my dream about like schools and protesting mm. i don't know what happened oh. um yeah so we took off right away actually we went cool. down to um vegas and so we went to watch sounders 2 as nice. to away game against the Las Vegas Lights, and it was freaking awesome. So that like, amazing. I love that it's amateur. I love that you can just sit really close to the field. I love that we're just like cheering on. So the Las Vegas Lights have one of the best gimmicks for minor leagues. I don't know if you've heard any Mm-mm. of their stuff. No. So their stadium's awesome. They have a live freaking DJ. Really? And the DJ because of the, like the large Latino um, population down there, mm-hmm. like there's Spanish everywhere in all a lot of their advertisements. Yeah. They're since they're Las Vegas Lights, they have all these jokes about being lit. Which is oh, really hilarious. That's funny. Every all their colors are neon. So what? their DJ plays tons of great music, but also has a reggaeton horn that he just like blasts whenever. That's he amazing. Feels like it. It's so good, <laughs> especially during goals. But it was like awesome. They have this huge like out in front. They have this um, big setup where they like have all these like. Um, like kind of a fair and they had like free water guns that you could like shoot each other with and what? then like throw back to the pile you know that was there in like a yeah. bucket of water um, it was just really cool they that have these cool. one of their other things is llamas they have these llamas that are there llamas the Las Vegas like, Light llamas. llamas yeah so you can take pictures with the llamas before the game for your pre, pre-game and then during at the halftime they, the llamas come out and they do like some kind of little llama, llama show, show? <laughs> what 
fuck? That's so cool. <laughs> and they have Elvis as their mascot. This dude dressed up in like an Elvis mascot. Like because it's Vegas, so it's yeah, like Elvis impersonator. Exactly. Their it's so freaking hilarious. I love S two, um, but I'm really excited to see as yeah. Casey Catherwood. Shout out. Um, I don't think he actually listens to our show, but <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's fine. He he's like doing stuff for S two in terms of like wow. our public media, and so I'm really excited to see what kinds That's of things great. we do because Vegas Lights is a good inspiration. And we went to the game yeah. in limos, which is like so tacky and yeah. awesome, but also really fun. Yeah, we all pulled our Vegas. money and we had these Hummer limos. Hummer limos. <laughs> Hummer limos with like twenty your people best snatched life, in there. Hope. It was awesome. And then we went to the Grand Canyon. So. So Sounds far, like my summer's been a really good trip. Great. And that was over like four days, right? That's yeah. why it feels like it's been an eternity because you had this amazing adventure. It's true. Yeah, it's been good. I've mostly just been getting caught up on home projects. I haven't really done any um, any exciting um, travel yet, but we're going to go camping. And also we've been doing a lot of tie-dye. So like what? Why? we just because in the summer when we're going to go camping, we like to tie-dye. It's a thing. It's like a tradition, family tradition. It's very like, oh, your whole family does it. Yeah. Angela okay. and I, we do it. And we did um, for, we made Elliot some onesies and t-shirts. Yeah, it was really good. So Do you just buy like the Michaels dye and mm-hmm. just yeah, rubber band tulip that sh- brand and yeah. yeah. It's really fun. And I, I've gotten really good at the spiral. I should have worn my tie dye just mm-hmm. so I could show you. But if anybody wants to help with that out there in the in the pod verse. Very north white of you. Yeah. Do you, it is. Do you wear it with yeah. jean shorts? Of me. course. Good, good, good. Yeah, absolutely. How about socks and sandals with it or no? I mean, I haven't before, but I could. You know, I, I'm I'm open to it. So one thing I want to uh, give a shout out to all the staff members who listen to our show, mm-hmm. like three of you. But uh, la- the last week of school is like super stressful with finals and all that so kind of true. stuff. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of us decided it would be hilarious if we did a spirit week, but like staff only. Oh, spirit it was week. so fun! It and was like so, super secret staff yes. spirit week. And then we like basically trolled the ish out of students, but mm-hmm. we knew that they wouldn't get it, but mm-hmm. we all got it, so mm-hmm. we thought it was super funny. And so it was funny. We had, and so I sent out this one of my f- most like epic emails I've ever. Did written. you come up with that idea? Uh, what's that? The idea is super secret spirit week. Well, it actually I'm was during give, I'm an gonna assembly. Give you credit. I'm gonna shout out Heather Conklin who was making fun okay. of students ripped jeans that look Heather like Conklin a pair is of boots. our like is our like entire art department at Lincoln, and she, she is. is a powerhouse. Yeah. So she during our assembly the Thursday before the final week of school, mm. she was like, "Man, it'd be funny if we all showed up in ripped jeans, you know, because students yeah. wear it all the time, and how gross would that be for right. us? Or if we and, wear blankets over our yeah, backpacks. or if we wear like crop tops. So she was actually the one who started like the idea, and I That's was like, awesome. "Let's do this." And she's like, "I don't know." And a few people were like, "I don't know, Hope." And I'm like, "No." No, I remember you told go. me about it and I was like, this is the best idea ever. Yeah. So we had um, Dress Your Discipline Day. So people were wearing goggles mm-hmm. and like weird English t-shirts. And what did you wear? I wore, I wore my shirt that says A Woman's Place is in the House in the Senate. Perfect. A t-shirt yeah. with a blazer yeah. over it. And then we had Red Jeans way. Day and a whole bunch of t- <laughs> t-shirt with a blazer. I, I, yes. <laughs> Put a blazer on it. Um, <laughs> so then we had like Rip Jean Day and I just love the dedication. Esther Krause, uh, shout out, definitely doesn't listen to the show, but she uh, is so dedicated to Spirit Week. She's she is. Older gal, and she freaking she loves lives Lincoln. For Spirit Week. She totally yeah. chopped up one of her like only pairs of jeans in Aww. order to be there. Right? Wow. We had blanket day. I want to buy her another pair we of jeans all... just because she like her her dedication is like <laughs> we impressive. All wore blankets to school and like wore yeah. them over. Like I wore professional clothes and yeah. then threw a blanket on top of I, it. I didn't have a blanket that like I thought I could tolerate wearing all day, so I wore a I wore a a blarf, which is a blanket scarf. That's pretty good. <laughs> we had socks and sandals day, and it was by finally, socks and sandals by was fun. socks and sandals day. Finally, kids were like. Why are you guys all like wearing weird stuff? And like, are you making fun of us? There was a few kids that were yeah. like, "Are you trolling us?" Yeah. So they finally picked up on it. Yeah. And, so and I told Mike like when they asked, I was like, "I'm not. We're not making fun of you. We're we are." Oh, I said we definitely. Were I, making fun I didn't of say that, but I socks and sandals makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it does. It's I practical. Can't, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. 
But there were some yeah. really great versions of it. Like I mm-hmm. saw some staff with dress socks or dress shoes and then like oh, yeah. ugly socks. Yeah. I saw like a number of people just wore like typical flip flops and then they wore like the socks. Like socks with their toe like yes. stuck between their toe. Yes. Yes. I definitely wore my Birkenstocks with. I went and bought fun socks to wear with my Birkenstocks. So that was a. Was was, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah that was that was a, a great way to end the school year. I highly recommend it for anybody yeah. in working in schools. Have so, a little fun at the end of your last week absolutely. when you're all stressed out. Right. Um, are you doing any summer PD? For those who are not in the know, PD is professional development. It's like summer school for teachers. So uh, the last, I mean, the last number of summers, I've had a lot of things planned with other conferences presenting at or attending. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been really good. And this summer, I said no. So we weren't cool. doing any of that. I always like to read in the summer. So I've got a list of million yeah. books that I want to go through. And I really, Ooh. I'm a big fan of like consulting work during the summer yeah. because I feel like I can do it in my own time. Totally. In my pajamas or like in shorts and I don't have to go into the yeah. building where the life is sucked out of me sometimes. Right. I just um, gasped so I'm doing audibly because I, you said books and it reminded me that this morning I ordered a first edition copy of the um, American history textbook that oh. we use in, in my class. Yeah. And it's, um, the first edition was released in 1956. So it was before Kennedy. It was yeah, before landing on the moon. It was before civil rights. So like, I'm going to use it as like yeah. a case study of like, hey, this is how we talk about history yeah. in the 50s. And it's like our book, but it's like the first edition. So I ordered it on Amazon. It was only $13. Awesome. Do you ever use um, the Howard Zinn stuff? Oh, yeah. I love Howard he Zinn. Has a, yeah. There's a graphic novel, a People's History of, you, nice. of America. It might be interesting. I have, the, I have a couple of the, like, um, the People's History, like student edition but yeah. I'll, I'll have to check the that graphic out. novels really, really cool. accessible because nice. then you can um well the parts i've used before like i've photocopied excerpts sure yeah so there you go there's some Sweet. some homework by hot the way. tips for our uh, pod audience today if you're yeah. a teacher or not just like go check out some great books yeah. and and whether i think too like there's a bit of guilt sometimes that happens or we like swing between you know mm. do teachers do nothing and mm-hmm. they should relax and like not think about school at all and then you've got right. the other side who were like no the summer is a time to like learn and PD and I'm right in the middle I think you need to do both personally I agree but I think whatever you know mentally helps you be astute for your job Mm -hmm. and if that means you have more days in the sun and you don't think about work great um, I personally can't, and right. <laughs> so I have days on the sun, and then I'm also like, "Ooh, what can I, you know?" Yeah, do try to so balance we, my time. We kind of have two parts for the show today. We you do. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So first part is how to beat the heat because we're going to be in the middle of some really hot weather. Um, we're not always good at coping with that here in the Pacific Northwest, so we have some hot ideas for you. Hey. Uh, second idea: how to beat white supremacy, including your neighborhood Nazis, with some practical tips. Mm-hmm. So. Beating the heat, Annie. Yeah. So summers this are... This is like also some basic white lady indeed. phrasing. Yes. Be- good. I like beat it. The beat the heat. guys. I feel like that would be on Four Pinterest. Oh, beat the heat. Listicle. Are you going to start a Pinterest board called Beat With the Heat? With only listicles of how to beat the heat. <laughs> I should. That's hilarious. I'm going to do that. Because that's how they usually come out. They're like, how to beat the heat. Here's a list. Um... So summers here are... I just picture, okay, I'm yeah. a very visual person, too. Yes. I picture what is when you're beating the heat, what are you doing? Is the sun coming down and then you're, like, fighting it with, like, a club? Sure. Right? Are if you that, spraying that, it with, like, a water gun? I mean, like, how are you Are you physically beating it? Beating are you beating heat. it like an egg beater? Or, like, I'm a fan with a spray bottole attached yes. to, like, beat, yeah. uh, beating the heat, beating the heat. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, 
We've also had a lot of coffee this morning. So much coffee. Really Doug, Doug made us coffee because we didn't get to have it. Like usually, have drive-through coffee, and yeah. Doug was like feeling white lady very empathetic and gave, made us some coffee. And I am so caffeinated. And how many times have you brought me coffee, ladies? Okay, well, I, I mean, know. you're that's true. But <laughs> Doug is a kind, generous soul who is sure who is really good at making coffee. So, um, what are your hot tips for beating the heat? Well, okay, so so here's the thing. Um, summers here are the best because the weather is pretty mild compared to other hotter, stickier places. Like I wouldn't know because I usually leave the country to hotter, stickier places. Right, exactly. <laughs> Although you guys were just in Vegas and what was a high of 105 or it something? It was, yeah. yeah. But 105 feels like 105 dry heat. dry heat. Yeah. And I know people think that notion is ridiculous, it's but not, I firmly but like, okay, believe in But like 105 heat. in Vegas feels like 105. 105 in Western Washington feels like 110 because mm, of the humidity. It's yeah. like the actual... You're sweating. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, sweating ovaries. I'm just going to mix it up there. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Sweating fallopian tubes. So we're pretty good at coping with most weather here like most people can drive in the rain most people can drive in the rain unless they're like california transplants and most people know not to use an umbrella unless they want to look like a tourist but when it gets above (laughs) 70 degrees people like strip down to near naked and lose their damn minds like Mm. drive like maniacs fight like it's black friday for the last window air conditioner at best buy packing to movie theaters like sardines like it's 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 a thing so in terms of hot tips like what i'm thinking about is lately been thinking about how to stay dry because of our humidity so like and i'm not saying i'm not trying to claim that it's like humidity like like in the south where it's like 98 percent humidity but like part of beating the heat here is like staying dry because of the humidity so like like yeah yeah. i mean i don't want to insult anybody but this conversation feels a little bit like when i go for walks with my parents like around where they live out in lake limerick yeah and we're like on a walk and so we're like looking for things to talk about you know yeah. and so we're like oh look at what they just did with their mailbox over uh-huh. there did you notice that new painting yeah are they did they just trim the awning yeah or on the trimming or whatever it's, it's like it's kind of like the i don't um, even know how to it's like kind of like the um the small talk but you don't want to talk about the weather so you talk about the neighborhood yeah like exactly oh i see that they planted a uh, rhododendron yeah that's nice but also you've talked out everything else so you yeah. might as well talk about the rhododendron here i'm going to talk about the thing i see right in front of me yeah, yeah. no totally true so body powder i noticed body powder is, is a thing um, moisture wicking fabric um mm. which there's some good good there's some good moisture wicking fabric out there right now so i mean just stay dry okay um that's one of my main ones um do you have anything to contribute for staying dry? Um, or, I mean, or, like, go, you know, the, the opposite is also true. Like, if you go swimming or, like, run through the sprinkler or the sure. fan with a water yeah. bottle it's It's attached. actually a good opportunity to try to get to know your neighbors, I feel like. So since true. everyone's like, ugh, why don't yeah. you, like, why don't you creep out a little bit and see, like, are they wine drinkers? Mm-hmm. Then maybe, like, offer some Pinot and, like, have a little mm-hmm. chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Or, like, do your neighbors have kids? Like, right. make your own trash bag, slip and slide, or whatever the case Right, just, like, do something fun. Uh, um, I will say, though, on a serious note, body glide. Are you familiar with this stuff? No. It's stuff that runners use for, like, chafing. Oh, and not to get too personal, stuff. Yeah. But it's also a Seattle company. Oh. And you can buy it on Amazon. And I'm sure at some shop in Seattle, huh. but I always buy it on Amazon. It is the business. Is Anything it, wow. that like rubs or touches that you don't want to rub or touch, it doesn't matter where on your body it is. Wow. You put that on mess on there and it is awesome. Wow. So interesting. Shout out to Body Glides. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a that's interesting. I've heard about that like oh, what's it called? Um the um, saddle cream or whatever for people who do like long distance bike riding. Saddle cream. Yeah, just you just wipe it all over your yeah. your nether regions. Yeah, it's the same. It's your the same saddle area, if you your will. Saddle area. So that you don't get like weird boils and like yeah, like chafing. Yeah. What um is on your top list of things that you want to read this summer? Um, that's a really good question. I have, I have a short stack of books that I've been meaning to finish. So, um, 
did her at my at my home. Um, I'm reading a book for because we're doing some work at our school with um, new, new teacher mentoring. So yeah. I'm reading a book about like coaching and leadership, um, cool. which is really looks really really good. I'm very excited about that. Um, I need to finish Fire and Fury mm. by Michael oh. Cohen because I got it and Why? I started reading it and I was like, ah, oh, this is like this is like vomit in a book. Um, but like because it's all so terrible. But um, I just it, because I want to, I want to, I want to see it through. I guess. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, and actually, I mean, I, there's just like. I'm teaching a new class in the fall, and so I'm actually looking at a. I'm reading a lot of books about American cool. history, like a focus topics. Like I got this. I just ordered a book on Amazon called Chicano. It's like history of like Mexican American civil rights, and so I'm really excited about that. So I got I got to brush up on some American history, yeah. Um, just to because I teach U.S. history now, but I'm going to be teaching AP U.S. history, cool. so I'm like got to go a little deeper on certain yeah. topics, and I just want to make sure that I'm um, in, on my A game. What are you reading That's this summer? Awesome. Um, so I have a couple things. I always try, I've been recently trying to like read more audiobooks because I'm mm-hmm. an audio learner, but like not auditory learner, but not in the way that like some people are. Mm. And so audiobooks I actually have a hard time with. Hmm. Um, but I found my like genre is memoirs or like oh. funny books read by the author. Cool. And so, so if um, it's a personal story read by the yeah. actual person. Who so I just started it. Liza Schlesinger. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Her book called Girl Logic. It's okay. freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, she's funny. Of course. And then everyone keeps telling me that they Anthony Bourdain, um, Kitchen mm, Confidential is mm-hmm. really good. And so I feel like it might R. be a little P. sad to read. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to read that or listen yeah. to that one. And then I have a couple books from previous summers that I haven't read. Yeah. So uh, if you know the series Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that is actually going to be a movie coming out in August oh. by Kevin Kwan, right? Cool. And so I bought like the first couple books in that series, mm-hmm. three books maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I have one or two of them. Yeah. And so I definitely want to make sure I read that this summer. Yeah. I also last summer bought um, a book. Did you know, did you ever listen to Serial? No, but I've heard it's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. And so um, Adnan's story, um, so Ravia Chaudhry, mm-hmm. um, and I'll link to this uh, in the notes as well. So she wrote a book basically called Adnan's Story, which mm-hmm. is like more a depth of the spinoff podcast from Serial, which was Undisclosed and oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, am I right? Undisclosed? I'm mixing podcasts in my head. Um, anyway, so that book I have on my shelf because I bought it from nice. her last summer. And so, I don't know, there's a bunch of those like previous summer books yeah. I haven't finished. That's summer awesome. You got a little short stack going yeah. on. I think that actually reading is a good way to beat the heat. If you find a good spot in the shade and like just kind of immerse yourself in um, a good book, then that's a good way to distract yourself yeah. from being too hot. Um, yeah, I was also thinking about like just like slowing down. Part of that's like reading books is part of slowing down too. Like just like chill out. Like especially when you're driving because people think it's like the sun comes out and they treat every road like the Audubon. Like calm down. Like you just need to call, like, don't tailgate people, don't be weird. Um, I was also thinking about cold beverages, which, mm. like, it turns about, like, March, and I'm like, mm, I could have ice in this beverage, usually coffee. Um, but do you have, like, a choice for your cold beverage for the summer that you're, like, jamming on? Are you in past summers that you've really enjoyed that you can recommend? <laughs> I, I'm channeling my inner basic white lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I drink a lot of Americanos, yeah. ice drinks. Yeah. Um, Mine's keeps definitely it, cold, keeps it bold, cold brew coffee and locale. Yeah, yeah. I just got white I, I just went to World Market, which actually rose. I have some. I have an intense amount of feelings about World Market because um, I really like things at World Market, but then also I walk in and I'm like. Oh, you're just taking things from different cultures that you enjoy and then putting them this in a is, store. This is my thing. I feel mm-hmm. like it really reinforces all of the like white mm-hmm. lady appropriation stuff. Yeah, and you know, there the only time I've ever seen a person of color in a world market was somebody who worked there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. I went yesterday and there was a there was a woman working and I was like, oh, none of the people who I've ever seen shop at world market are people of color. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, but I, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about World Market, even though they have food things that you can't find anywhere else. So I yeah. actually go there to like for groceries because yeah. they have vegan yep. stuff that's like imported that you can't find anywhere else. So that's stuff I feel like yeah. is fine because you're not, you're just saying I like this food and you're going to eat it. And it's like, back yeah. to that idea of like performing right. things. Yeah. And I don't want, um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd rather just go visit. I mean, I don't know, maybe this is also fake, but I'd yeah. rather just go visit China and buy a Chinese umbrella yeah. and then pack it. And then I'm like, oh, this is yeah. part of my trip. Or go somewhere and like like go to Mexico and buy a tunic with embroidery on it rather than buying <laughs> it at World Market for $60. Shame. Shame for shame. Where's the shame bell? <laughs> that was a little Especially little the shake. price is like so expensive. They're so expensive. Speaking, oh, back to the bell thing. Yeah. In Las Vegas, they, one of the things that they did outside at the Las Vegas Lights, they yeah. had these little tiny soccer ball bells. What? That they were giving away for free. And I That's was going to get, I didn't realize that it was given away for free until after yeah. the game. And I was like, damn it because <laughs> i was gonna bring it it would have been a tiny mm. shame bell for us that's amazing so i'm really sad oh, i'm sorry i might be able to order it on amazon yeah you should That'd or go awesome. to world market yeah Maybe they I'll might have a world market yeah totally that uh, could totally be a thing um <sighs> i was thinking though about um oh the reason i brought up world market is that i was there yesterday and i bought these co- this cold brew coffee like they're big basically giant tea bags with mm. like coffee grounds and you put them in a uh in a uh, pitcher overnight yeah. in the fridge and, and you make your own cold brew coffee, which you can do with loose grounds in water, but then you have to filter it out. And it's like a whole process. But anyway, yeah. so one thing I will say, though, for the summer, one thing that you shouldn't do is take a break from like actually living meaningful life. Hell no. Right. right? Like, so like yeah. do all the personal meaningful life stuff. Yeah. But and also like, like go, on your, go on your white lady vision quest. But then also. Yes. But don't forget to, like you said, read a book that is something yep. you've been thinking about that keeps you like mm-hmm. challenged. I feel like I'm talking to students right now. Like that's okay. one of my students where I'm, yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, don't forget to read this don't summer. Don't forget to read everybody. the gap that happens. When in the summertime. Don't forget. Yeah. But I think about that. Like we're all inundated with so many. I mean, this administration right if we're gonna go there yeah. like there's so many things that are really hard to process all at the same time right. but one of the ways that I kind of cope is like I pick a couple of things that yeah. I it's not that I don't care about the other things I think they're equally important right. but I pick the yeah. couple of things that are in my lane so to speak and I really focus on making sure I stay connected mm-hmm. with that right? right and so well and also like making habits of learning in, yes when you're not at school like either as a teacher or a student yeah. like I have these habits of learning which is I read every day I have these habits of yeah. learning which is that I go I engage on social media on issues Mm. that are challenging to me i you know i try to because if you if you get out of those habits after a couple months what is it like 60 days or something no 30 days isn't it 30 days you get break your habit and then it's like that's how long it takes to build a habit it's also how long it takes to break a habit so if you're out of the habit and then you just stop doing the daily daily activity then you lose your mojo yeah. yeah. And I think about that, like, um, we were, you know, on vacation, but there was a lot of work that I was, so I'm actually kind of shifting a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. there's been um, some, some things happening in Tacoma recently. And so even on vacation, I still am reading stuff and I'm still like, mm-hmm. um, trying to stay plugged into like activism or doing things like we said, right. authentically, can I, keeping before, your brains going. Before so, we do that, because I do want to talk about that. Can oh, I yeah. just mention my last two hot tips for yes, summer? Go ahead. Um, the wild card, um, cold beverage. Um, I heard about this a couple years ago, but a Slurpee with booze that um, sounds disgusting but also awesome um it will give you a headache from all the sugar and all of the, yeah i know i, I know, feel like frosé though every summer i'm like yeah. i should make some frosé and yeah. then i don't 
Yeah. But I'm going and to the, maybe um, this summer. Yeah. My Margaret other, Martin, if you're listening to this episode. Froze. Froze. Let's when froze. is it going to happen? We keep talking yeah. about it. Froze. We have Pinterest. All day. Ingredients. We've yep. sent each other right. boards. The other one I would say is go enjoy a glacier while we still have them. Um, mm, like go to one. a higher altitude and meditate on global warming because um, those aren't going to be there for very long and you just like want to enjoy them while we have them. Yeah. Now we want to talk about Nazis. Well, so you were transitioning <laughs> into talking about like. Sort of. My brain's yeah. like going a million miles yeah. minute back to that coffee from um, Doug. So much coffee. But you're is right about like fuel, getting Doug? out. Where did you get this? <laughs> you are right about getting outside. And I think that's the thing about recharging, refreshing, yeah. like get in tune. And so, I mean, I can't divorce when I'm out like looking at the Grand Canyon or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I think it's really important for us to be back in with nature, but also to, to have the thought of like, are we taking actions to preserve these spaces? Right. Are we enjoying them? And then also like doing our part to be responsible. Right. Like yeah. we picked up a bunch of trash <laughs> at Grand Canyon this week. There's we trash like, everywhere. People are trash, but then we like picked up trash. You yeah. Know? And, and so, so like, like you look over the Grand Canyon and it's a beautiful thing and then you turn around there's a Snickers wrapper. You're like, what is with people? <laughs> you're like Diva? What's yeah. that commercial where it's like, you're an angry Diva but yeah. you didn't have a Snickers? Yeah, now I have a Snickers and you know, you're Which yourself again. a little bit again. sexist, by the way, a that commercial. A little bit sexist, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, so I think all of those things while you're recharging the summer, like, mm-hmm. um, and I know not everyone is a teacher who's listening to this or an educator, and yeah. so we all have these cycles. But just this notion of like, it's if like we're changing seasons, changing right? seasons, like, yeah, like give yourself, ourselves? like keep yourself sharp, you know. And in the summer, it's easy to like, I don't know, it's kind of easy to get in summer mode, and even for non-teachers and non-students, mm-hmm. um, just like yeah, check in with yourself and make sure that you're. Living your living your living your best values, life. living your best life. A little YOLO. Yeah. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> so speaking of YOLO, yes. now that I've beat the heat, Annie, what else am I gonna beat this uh, summer? Nazis. So one weird <laughs> phenomenon around here lately is this propensity for white supremacists to appear when the weather is good. Like I live in Auburn and there's this Confederate flag parade out of Edenclaw every summer and like sometimes the flags change. It's an actual parade? Well, of... it's an un- it's a unofficial parade. It's like um it's like usually big um like farm trucks and they'll have mm. flags propped up in the truck truck beds and usually it's usually it's the American flag but you'll also see like the yellow don't tread on me and then um the American flag made out of guns. Like there's one guy mm. who has one that's like the American flag made out of AK47s. Yeah. Um and so That's very artistic. It is very creative. Um but and what's wrong with the don't tread on me flag um the just thing in case about, people don't necessarily the know. thing about don't tread on me is it like it started as like a um it started as a that's isn't that the one with a snake yeah, yeah. it's like the snake and the snakes like yeah. cut into pieces and it's like basically preserving the confederacy um and so it's like it's related to confederate values and like the confederate flag and so um but annie what's wrong with the confederate flag oh well the <laughs> confederate flag is problematic because it harkens back to a history of extreme Entrenched white supremacy and mm. systems of slavery in the American South. Um, mm. Yep. And but people say it's oh, it's about Southern pride, it's about but it's Southern about pride, Southern Annie. pride mm. in maintaining systems of white supremacy and slavery. Hey. Um, so there's a thing there. Um, so anyway, so this trucks like will have the Confederate flags, American flags, don't tread on me, American flag made out of guns, and these pickup trucks, and they roll through Auburn. Usually it's like I've seen them a few times, but it's usually when the weather's nice, like they roll all the windows down, blast country music, and like just roll through town. Um, Summertime's also a good time to see those like. Like white supremacy tattoos, right? Yeah. Because now you're wearing tank tops. Bear it all. You got some 
some booty shorts on. Uh-huh. You got a little crop top action yep, with your exactly. like little swastika. Swastika on navel. the small of your back. Oh, yeah, like a little henna tattoo. Yeah, swastika a little, in the back there. little swastika tramp stamp. Yeah, so um, it's, it is. It's very revealing. So we have hey. a. Uh, hey! So that happens in Auburn. What's going on in like. I know your neck of the woods, you have some, some business. <laughs> in our neck of the <laughs> what's, woods. What's happening? Well, I mean, as we've talked about on the show many a times, like the, the rise of more public displays of white supremacy, right? So um, it's always been in our country and it's always like it's part of like who we are. And so I think that narrative of that white supremacy isn't part of American history is is dog crap. White, white supremacy is American history. Uh-huh. Yeah. That said, I think there's been seasons when we're more public about it. We, as yeah. in white people, are more public about it and more time and seasons when we're less public about it. Like, where pu- we like pretend public that acknowledgement we it. Yep. of it existing. Yep. Yeah. And as we've talked about before, like in the Trump presidency um, and in this administration, he has given intentional, unintentional, who cares what kind of intentional it was, <laughs> um, you know, the fact that there are like nods and uh, affirmations towards this kind of ideology. Yeah. And as I've said before, like that's one of the things we talk about with students. Like, is it better to be in hiding that you believe in these kinds of things or is it better to be public about it? Yeah. And I mean, that's I think that's a really interesting question as like a, a teacher. Right. Like, or is it better to be a closeted like homophobe or public homophobe? Closeted homophobe <laughs> is a really funny <laughs> phrase, by the way, because of the closet. Closeted homophobe. That's funny. But this notion of like, do we um, like do you do you want it out in the open so you can address it or do you want people to squirrel it away because it's creepy and keep it your damn self? (laughs) And I personally I have mixed feelings about it. It Depends on like what issue we're looking at. Well, as an educator, I want I I almost want like it to be on on some days. I'm kind of like, yeah, show me so we can have a conversation. And on some days I'm like, don't show me today like and so it's kind of that teacher thing of like I don't know I, I want to be able to address it but I also don't want to see it yeah and so. it's, it's interesting because I've had students I mean black and brown students who are like they disagree with each other right some of them are mm-hmm. like I would rather know that someone is an outright racist yeah. and not pretend and like now we know who our who our neighbors are who our friends are who who really hates us and despises us and yeah. is pretending all the time and other kids are like no um, you know we should hide that or whatever yeah. and I think for me, you know, since I can't identify with race in regards to that, I would rather I think I would rather like know that someone is an outright sexist. Yeah. Or I think about some of these other kinds of is that I can yeah. identify more with. Um, and then that way I can address. Right. Like mm-hmm. I can avoid I can address them. I can yeah. leave the situation. I can call them. You out. know, usually oh. people aren't aggressively homophobic, like in my presence, but they're subtly homophobic. And so when things like that happen, I will like um, I do. I, I'd rather someone kind of come out with it and say something off color or weird so that I can be like no it's not like that and here's the reason why and um but that feels like a, for some re- I, I think I know exactly why I was gonna say for some reason but I know why that still tell states me why. This, tell me why the, I feel like that tell should be me the why um that show. they yeah or seriously um they that it feels like the stakes are lower for mm-hmm. me because um especially like queer women don't don't aren't the victims of, like, violence as much as, like, queer men or trans mm-hmm. women, right? So, like, I think about the stakes aren't as low because I am more socially acceptable and, like, palatable to people as a queer woman than, like, other folks in my group. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like the stakes are kind of lower for me. They're not as high as they are for some, a person of color who's, like, facing... What do you like, mean you're facing, more palpable? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I don't really understand the social dynamics of this, but, like, or why this is, but I think it has to do with, like, in our kind of patriarchal society that men who are who love other men are targeted as being um weak Mm. um and part of that is like i've heard i've seen this on the internet because the internet has everything um good bad or otherwise um just this kind of idea of like 
why would you want to be treated like a woman? Yeah. Because in a patriarchal system, there are men and women. And if you're a man who isn't who loves another man, then you are then like you are obviously a woman. You are feminine. Yeah, you are yeah. feminine. You are uh, submissive. You are submitting to men because men have power. Um, and so I think that 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 men, gay men, have a lot less um, respect, I guess, than queer women because it, it's just I don't know. It's not seen as it's almost like queer women also are like fetishized in a way that. Um, for like the male gays more than yeah. gay men are. So yeah. uh, it's interesting about, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that's about. Trans women are targeted more because um, being transgender is really like in a broader kind of context of like patriarchy and society is really unacceptable. And so they're, um, yeah, it's it's just um, a completely different experience of life that I, as a, as a matchy matchy cis, cisgender person, I don't mm-hmm. have that experience. And so... Um, it's hard for me to speak like on behalf of, um, let, let me speak on behalf of trans people Come everywhere. Um, but like, it's just yeah, like, don't do that. it's much more, it's much less acceptable to be trans than it is to be queer or mm-hmm. gay or whatever. Yeah. Even non-binary. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's much harder. So part yeah. of this, I mean, the time that we live in is people are becoming more public and mm-hmm. emboldened, yeah. um, by their hate. And I feel like, and this is just my hot take that people who disagree with that are feeling less boldened. Emboldened, emboldened, um, yeah, less less boldened, less boldened, less bold, um, <laughs> less bold about that. And yeah. so let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, Hope, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was great. Nate and I were out of town Friday and Saturday night, and then nice. on Sunday we flew back home. Wait, how's that possible? Like, we were messaging you and you and I were messaging each other back and forth all day. You were on a flight? <laughs> Girl, you know about free messaging on Alaska flights, don't you? No, I did not know about that. Maybe a certain podcast co-host could have told me. I'm telling you now, it's amazing. You can chat for free with Facebook Messenger, iMessage, and WhatsApp from the flight. So like in the air. Wow. So instead of grading papers on the flight, I could be chatting with my IWL BFF for free? Yes. It's truly magical. This changes everything. It really does. We can do all kinds of podcasting notes. We can do, have Seriously. a little chat about our next Pinterest for episode. Free. Yeah. So to book your next trip and send messages from the sky... Visit alaskaair.com. We, we fly Alaska. Alaska. And we're back. back so back, back. bolden, bolden, and bolden, whatever yeah. words I should be speaking because I'm an English teacher. Um, this idea that like um, people are who are resisting, mm-hmm. I think, are a little bit perpetuated by uh, or motivated by fear. And so yeah. I, I'm not going to generalize and say like across the country people aren't speaking out because I don't yeah. I don't believe that. But I think we see these pockets of as more loud voices come up when it comes to like ethnocentric ideology or white supremacy than the the left i'm just going to say is the left although i know a lot of conservatives that don't believe in this stuff too yeah. right so the rest of us who don't believe in this stuff we don't really know what to do about it right yeah. and and we are kind of like well i don't know if i want to speak out about it because if right. if i speak out am i actually like giving voice or giving them yeah. attention right it's like when that kid's screaming in the corner i see it at airports all the time yeah. right the kids in the corner and the parents are like totally ignoring them and they're just like freaking yeah. out tantruming there's something to that Sure, but also like yeah. that's still a thing that's happening. And are right. you gonna? Is it gonna be worse? And can we really compare it when we're talking about things like racism or sexism? Yeah, um, is that really a good example too to like ignore it? Yeah. Or as we know, like silence also breeds these kinds of attitudes. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that idea of of shining a light on it versus not? I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's kind of a um, and this came up in co- kind of conversations recently about things that are going on in Tacoma, but it's like by ign- Especially if something's happening in your neighborhood and it's really obvious that it's really bad and you don't say anything. Um, I think that, like you said, like violence 
thrives in silence. So if you're not talking about it, it's um, it makes it worse or doesn't make it better. Um, but also, like, you risk... You... Well, what do you risk when you confront white supremacy? Mm-hmm. You risk rejection from white supremacists. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, like... I don't feel like I'm losing out on that. <laughs> yeah, you like, why I mean? do you care like, about having their... I would like for white supremacists to like me. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 thank you. That's yeah. not... I don't need that validation in my life to, like, feel happy. The other thing I was thinking about is, like, um, the only thing that I can think of that white people would feel, like... Apart from maybe some unconscious like feelings about um, their own privilege that haven't addressed, might be like actual concerns about their physical safety. Yeah. Um, and so I I've heard that come up a lot. Like, well, what if it's unsafe? Or like, I don't want to bring my kids to that because it's not a safe place yeah. for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you're protesting like white supremacists in your neighborhood, for example. Um, so I don't know. I mean. I'm not sure the best approach. I think it depends on the group yeah. and the activity. Because yeah. if it's like a business, for example, that's like doing something shady, like, and you can obviously see they have like symbols of like hateful symbols, like that is one where like, okay, if you if they're making themselves visible, you have a visible protest or like whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I also think about like um, so a lot of the white supremacy I see like visual, like visual and made public is online. Yeah. Like, that's where I see most of it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in our communities, because it certainly does. I mean, we have some of the biggest white supremacist groups in Washington. Like, there was yeah. a S- Seattle Times article yep. about um, the Ant- Antimwaffen Division, which is a neo-Nazi group. At The largest cell yeah. of that group is in Washington State. So, like, you know, it's here. Yeah. If you go, so we'll link to it. Um, the Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, mm-hmm. has a really fantastic, like, hate maps um, where yeah. they've tracked and they as research, As fantastic right? as a hate map can be. Right, as fantastic <laughs> as that is. And we have between, it's something like between six and eight white supremacy groups that are really active in the really Northwest active. and growing. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing that we kind of forget about, and especially if we, like, um, you know, we don't hang out with people who like believe that mm-hmm. stuff, right? We think, right. well, how can you believe this archaic viewpoint? You know, like that's so yeah. 1937. Yeah, of you or and like whatever. seriously, like like people will say, even online, will say things like, "Oh, neo Nazi is a misnomer because, yes. or even Nazi is oh a misnomer yeah. because that was a political party and now it's gone." And I'm like, but the ideology is the same. Yes. So like, how yeah. that's yeah, they're Nazis or neo Nazis. Yep. Like neo just means new. <laughs> new Nazis. Ooh, learned something. That's actually yeah. more nuanced. Yes. Right. And I, I think I started using, I've started using that more um, mm-hmm. in reference to that, the, you know, how I'm grappling with these words or like what they mean. Yeah. But again, going back to your point of like, why are we afraid to call it out? Yeah. And why are we afraid to say something? And fear is a powerful thing. I mean, we've talked about yeah. this on the show before. But back to your point about like safety, um, I think just this notion of, first of all, like white people tend to be very safe in this country. We have a lot of privilege around Absolutely. our white bodies and white yeah. women in particular. Yeah. Like, we're the ones that people spend years and money looking for when we're lost in the woods, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's something that we have decided as a society that, like, our, our bodies are valued or, like, our mm-hmm. presence is valued, right? Yeah. And so because of that, I think, while, quote, unquote, safety issues, at the same time, like, everybody else who doesn't identify that way or isn't, yeah. isn't doesn't appear that way is not going to have that same safety. Yeah. And I so, think it's a perception of feeling unsafe. It's not, it's right. not the reality of being yeah. unsafe. 
Right. So it's not... then to me, like use that privilege, right? Yeah. Use that space. And particularly like we think about white bodies as a whole, mm-hmm. like we have not ha- white bodies have not had the same kind of I'm trying my inner Tana Aussie coats. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would never claim to do that. But like that idea of the of the body and how we treat yeah. black and brown bodies in this country versus white bodies and how we imprison, how we, yeah. um, you know, like all the all the things that we do to treat them. Assault. And so, yeah. Right. And this is kind of that space of like even as a white woman where mm-hmm. we have like this the sexism component. Right. Yeah. Which like women are attacked more at the same time we have these privileges right. so we need to like get past leverage them and get over the yeah. fear yeah. whether it's mentally or like you said yeah. or a real realistic fear yeah yeah i've started like i i don't like engaging with trolls on twitter but i've started responding when people say things that are really uh, inappropriate or, like off color or just like yeah. racist sexist bs like i've started responding because yeah. for a while i was kind of like a spectator yeah on like threads where people were like saying nasty things and then there are other people who are there you know in that online space saying like oh i reported them and i'm like okay well they already reported them right so i don't need to respond yes. but it's one somebody of those else things did it, i don't have somebody to else did it, yeah. i don't have to but i've i've really really pretty recently kind of gotten over that fear of like who is this random guy on the internet? Is he going to like, I mean, unless you yeah, are like a high profile person him? with a verified yeah. check, you're not going to get doxxed. Like, <laughs> are you verified? I mean, are you Twitter verified? I'm hella not verified, which I mean, like, come on. Like, I, I'm not going to get doxxed. Like, I had, um, I have some friends, some female friends who work in tech who have been like doxxed or targeted online. Yeah. Right. I don't think that that, I don't feel like I should say this because now it will totally happen to me. But like, I, like, I don't. I'm not going to be the target of like that kind of. I'm not a high profile person on Twitter. Yeah. Like I can have a conversation with someone on Twitter, and it doesn't mean I'm like mean or rude, but it's like you engage with people who yeah. have who are saying yeah. things that are either horrible or off color enough that if you address it, they're going to get in a dialogue with you, and maybe it will actually get them to think about yeah. what they're saying. Well, so there's this tension of like, do you have dialogue with people who believe in these kinds of things? And I hear yeah. a, mostly white people who say, I don't think I've ever heard a brown or black person say this, but. Um, they could be out there. Um, just this idea that like, well, you know, they're just misguided. These white mm-hmm. supremacists and these Nazis, if you just sit down and you have a civil conversation. Well, I think part of the premise is that you're assuming that there is like learning to be had yeah. and that they also believe that they're um, not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. You have both of those things. <laughs> and then you add like this patriarchal notion of mm-hmm. like and then you add in the the, the fear like the, the I don't know if it's legitimate, but like the white fear that they're being outnumbered and mm-hmm. that like this is bad for our society or whatever like the crap is that they're that's yeah. part of the ideology yeah you cannot sit down and have a conversation no and i think there's also a difference when it comes to age like we're not talking about we're talking about people that like are all ages and so particular mm-hmm. in tacoma right now there's a lot of work around um protesting the tack town um, mm-hmm. tattoo parlor yeah and the Puget Sound Anarchist came out with an article, we'll link to it, um, earlier this year, just really highlighting mm-hmm. the white supremacy that is happening at that tattoo mm-hmm. parlor. And it's been there for, I don't know, two years, I want to say, a year and a half. Yeah. So it's not like it is brand new, but I think there's an awareness to what is happening at right. that place. And I know that we have leaders in this city who have been keeping an eye on it. And I mm-hmm. um, every time we've called, there's lots of people who've been calling, started to call the um, non-emergency police line, mm-hmm. right, to report the tattoo parlor, but also like the, the residents, the place where they live, yeah. because they're flying these white supremacy um, flags and they yeah. had confederate flags out there they have a flag that's like a ode to Odin <laughs> jokes <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and of course they're wrapping it in patriotism right. so recently I've noticed that it's they like are the hanging bunting. more yeah. <laughs> more American flags you know because yeah. patriotism right. um, which is really just like which is also funny because weird. most of that like flag bunting is made in China but it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Whatever. Hey, that's a really good point. 
Actually, I should put that on the sign. Your flag. a lot of American your American flag is made in China. A lot of American. How do you feel about that? Right. A lot of American flags yeah. are made in America because there are some flag companies that have been around for a long time that make flags. America. But a lot of the cheaper flags yeah. are made in China. Dollar Tree. I'm uh-huh. like that, that ain't made like American China. made. Nope. So I think um, one of the things that we're that's happening in Tacoma is a mm-hmm. response to that. And while some, I think it can be said, you know, like, well, why is it now that people are responding rather than when yeah. it started? Right. But I don't think that should be something that prevents us from continuing action. Right. And I sometimes think about that in my life. I'm like, ooh, yeah. now I suddenly care about this thing yeah. that suddenly hit more close to home, right? Yeah. Or like after the election when white people were like, oh my God, America's racist or like whatever. They had <laughs> these real, they're like waking up to this stuff. They're like, I can't believe this is our country. And everybody yeah. else is like, it's been done, been our country like this, yeah. you know? And so um, I think it doesn't really, the timing, you know, may not be perfect, but I also think we cannot continue to hide mm-hmm. in the shadows around it. Right. Um, and the more that we see white supremacist um, uh, ideology, like spoken, like whether you said it's online yeah. or like in public, in yeah. other public, like physical public, right. we have to think about ways to confront it. Because yeah. if we continue to um, just let it go <laughs> or we say that we're just doing stuff in the background, yeah. I think the problem is it still is condone behavior publicly. I just, I had a funny thought about how like with the Nazi Nazi tattoo parlor, I feel like that's one where like you can go stand on the street and like hold a sign and like you can protest like in a physical space. But like I was thinking about my flag flying like right. Confederates yeah. like coming out of Enumclaw like and okay maybe not necessarily Enumclaw they could be coming from Ording I don't know sure. where they're coming yeah. from I'm just assuming because that's the Somewhere. direction they come from um, but like I was thinking about how funny it would be to put like like six flags like a peace earth like rainbow gay like transgender yeah. flag like, on my sedan and just like follow Ooh, them around that's but I don't a good idea. but I don't because I don't know any other way to like because they're not stationary they're yeah. like driving in their yeah. trucks and so I'm like just how do follow we, them right just follow you around with you. well and this yeah. goes back to the point about safety and I think like women and and whatnot right like there are also safety numbers and we outnumber these people i think that is the thing that we also forget like Mm -hmm. the people who do not believe in these these viewpoints we actually outnumber them and i'm gonna maybe i'm like maybe i'm wrong about that but like i'm gonna keep believing that yeah um and so those voices might be louder but they um they don't they shouldn't have the power and so what can we do to take away that power and i personally am you know of that mindset like you said like Mm -hmm. respond right and shine light on that situation so as you said more people can be educated about it more people can know well and you know the thing about like like confronting white supremacy online there's sort of this like i feel like from especially from older like academic types it's kind of like there's a poo-poo on like a confronting white supremacy online because it's like oh how effective is that somebody's behind their computer screen they can just ignore you they yeah. can just delete they can just whatever but i was thinking about that recently yeah. because um there is a really great uh, documentary and this was actually after the documentary was released but it was um you know the the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. One of the daughters of the Westboro Baptist Church um, ended up like leaving the church because she was she was like the mouthpiece for the church on Twitter. Yeah. And she got into these like discussions with people like around the country who were like basically confronting her on yeah. her like on her BS like religion, which is like really hateful. Um, and she eventually like it, that's what inspired her to leave the church. So she like left this like hateful group, which was her family. Yeah. She abandoned her family because there were people online, in particular one guy who was yeah. like engaging with her in a respectful way and like yeah. joking with her and like um, saying like, but you know the things you're talking about are ridiculous. So why are you saying yeah. them? Like, and he, they fell in love and now they're married and happy and she's not part Aww. of the church anymore. It's like Aww, a happy so story. Cute. And not everybody's you gonna can like find love right on the internet. On the internet, if you internet. interact with the white supremacist. You don't, no, you don't have kidding. to go on Match.com. You can just go on Twitter. Oh. Um, but like I. You you know, just that story. It Honey, always kind of rid of that tattoo, right? No, yeah, exactly. We're right, not promoting that. There's just like, like it's like a, it's like a, um, 
like a uh, sample size of one. Yeah. Right. But it's a highly visible story that just is kind of a reminder that the interactions we have online matter. Yes. So I'm immediately start thinking about white nonsense, nonsense roundup mm-hmm. and just that work that they do on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah. And so if you don't know about them, you can tag them. And it's a group of people. I'm just going to be like um, it's this ominous group yeah. but basically they go in and they have those conversations yeah. and a big part of it is about education so in right. terms of you know white people love ourselves some articles of course um, especially us uh like you know whatever middle and upper middle class if it's a listicle yeah if it's in writing yeah. um then it's true but i think they go in and they basically counter those narratives yeah and i think one of the things that we should talk about is this idea that white people need to be the people that go in there and do this yeah. and kind of counter it right we're the pro like we created white super And we perpetuate white supremacy ideology in our interactions every day, in the way that we interact with people. I just said that twice. But hey, you get my point. I do. You you made it twice. So (laughs) I really got it. It is up to us. Like, I should not expect my black or brown friend to be out there, like, fighting white supremacy. One, they're already the target of this ideology in a way that I will never be. Yeah. Right. And my friends who my black and brown friends are already doing that work. Yes. Right? Like, yep. they're already doing that yep. work. They've been doing it from the time they were a. children because yep. it's like, how do you confront ignorant BS, like, in your yeah. daily life That's every daily single existence. day? Yep. Right? Yep. And so, like, we, white folks got to get on board. Yeah. And so, we, yeah. I mean, we get, and we have this opportunity to, like, turn it off and turn it on. And so, yeah. um, one of the things when we release this episode that will have happened is that a bunch of us um, basically have been talking about this for mm-hmm. the last few months. Um, those of you that know Adult Civics Happy Hour, we had a a night where we like explored, you know, the rise of white supremacy in Washington state and kind of looked yeah. at these hate groups and, and some of the different things. That those are available. Done. Those recordings are available online, right? Yeah, they are. Neat. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes. But as part of that work and as part of this like uh, resurgence of flags on the on the mm-hmm. east side of Tacoma is that a bunch of white folks, um, particularly white women and some white dudes are like, hey, we should actually mm-hmm. be more physical about this. Yeah. And so um, what is happening now is <laughs> there's a Facebook group. Um, it's super organized. We make a lot of jobs jokes about like taking down white supremacy by spreadsheet nice <laughs> and so um what one of the things that i've really loved about the way this group basically has formed in the last like four days yeah. um is that people are eager to be part of it right and so yeah. whether or not it's like um you're really against white supremacy or you just want to like be part of a group because that sounds cool yeah. i don't really think we have anybody like that but there's lots of people who are like oh snap yeah. somebody's doing something and right. I, I find that a lot of white people have this like sense of inaction where they're like i don't know how to fight blank Right. Right. And so instead, they're paralyzed by not doing anything or they think that it's not enough. Right. And so kind of back to our point. So it's not good enough. So they don't try. Yes. Back to your point. Like maybe you don't think fighting racism through a conversation online is enough. Okay, then do something else also. Yeah. Don't just not do that and then do something more. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that's happening with Tacoma is like, so we're doing a demonstration next uh, tomorrow. Um, so this will be when we release next week. The 22nd like of um, so June. We'll, yeah. we'll update some stuff. But one of the things that's very exciting is to think about. Um, it's not the last thing you're doing. It's not. And that's right. the thing I think that's part of the narrative that's coming out in the Facebook group. And the discussion is like a one and done. And the organizers, we mm-hmm. are like, this is not a one and done thing. Like we've all actually do our own like little fighting racism, sexism, et cetera, yeah. on individual levels, you know, donating money, whatever. 
whatever the case sure. is. But now we're trying to come as a collective in Tacoma right. and say, no, we will. We don't want this in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's kind of happening I, I find interesting is like um, tribalism, for lack of a better word, like different parts of Tacoma being like, well, you're from another part of Tacoma, so you oh. can't speak to hate in this part of Tacoma. That's not true. Right. And so this narrative of like, you don't have to be. Yes, we need to make sure that like um, we represent all the voices in the neighborhood yeah. and that you understand you're not just coming in with your outside yeah. lens. Also, but also if you're, like, if you're, you're coming, in the city. It impacts right. you. If you're coming from another neighborhood and you think, oh, it doesn't affect. You ever eat at Vian Dong? It affects <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. you. If you enjoy anything on the east side of Tacoma, it affects you because this is your community. Even if it's like doesn't, even if you don't live here, yeah. like if you don't live in the neighborhood, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. it's your city. So yeah. like, and my hope is, I think part of it, you know, eat Vian Dong also, right? They got <laughs> like, some weird health code violations, but their food's really good. Oh no, that's fine. They clean that up. It's all right. It's oh, all good. Okay. Shout out Kevin at Vian Dong. Nice. Um, so one of the things I think too is just this notion of what do we say we believe in Tacoma? Yeah. And so there's to me there's a multi like there's a short game and the long game. We should have been protested in front of this place long beforehand so okay that's fine but that's not the end of it and so um this idea that like we're going to keep going right and so i know we have some city officials who are doing who've been working on the long game for a while yeah and there's stuff happening with that which i completely appreciate yeah shout out to um catherine and marty and everybody else justin um who are doing that work at the same time we also there's different i personally believe in like an inside outside strategy sure and so i think there are some people who can do certain kinds of actions and other people who can't and so one of the things i think about with our demonstration physically on the street yeah in particular is it needs to be white people Mm -hmm. who are out there saying like this is not okay and like yeah. uh we have this joke at home where we say like oh look at your boy and so we pick like some crazy looking person on the street and we'll be like look at your boy over there being crazy <laughs> or look at that look at your girl yeah. and so it's saying that same idea like yeah. get your girl get your boy who is <laughs> expressing this yeah. white supremacy that if somebody had come and got them early on yeah they maybe would not be covered in these tattoos and professing this kind of ideology right and so we need to speak up about that so that's one of the actions that's happening you know what I... there's gonna be letter writing campaign yeah. there's actually a bunch of people have already been writing letters to yeah. and coming at it from that direction you know what i hear you saying what this is one of our hot tips <laughs> for beating the nazis so you got so you got the direct or indirect action that's like right so direct or indirect yep. action that is um going to help help address the issues yep. of, that we're concerned about in our neighborhoods um i feel like part of it's educating yourself about white supremacist like symbols too yeah. like because i think part of that like organizational like strategy is like understanding like what it is your what it is you're looking for because some flags are not familiar to us like in our common yep. like experience and so like what do those mean um i my my jam right now is taking action online as well so yeah. do that in addition to some other stuff like director and direct action and then um yeah just like do something. Don't do sit. Something. Don't sit yeah. and do nothing. Well, and this. I mean, we're hitting almost an hour here, so I think maybe we Gotta do our up. final segment. Do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. White ladies. So, Annie, what is your homework then in regards to this? You kind of hinted at it earlier. Well, but. so I think that you should go read. Um, so you want to fight white supremacy by Ajoma Luo from the establishment. Um, yeah. Ajoma is spelled I J E O M A. It's pronounced Ajoma. Don't get it wrong. Um, preferably while you drink a boozy Slurpee on some covered patio while misting yourself with one of those like spray bottle fans. Your Venn diagram of yep. beating so the heat and fight white supremacy Nazi. while you also beat the heat. Yep. I think um, my homework is I don't know. I have so much homework I want to sign. Just this idea um, that, like you said, be educated, learn about stuff. But I think. I want to encourage everyone to take some kind of action and take some kind of action that requires you to do something. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
woke post or whatever, like post your thing on Facebook. That's not I don't I don't want to say like those aren't actions, but I also think do something else in addition to that. Physically show up in a space. Yeah. Learn about something different. Yeah. Um, try to push past your fears when it comes to that kind of thing. Right. Um, when it comes to fighting white supremacy and put a little risk into it. Um, the other thing I want to give a shout out to is um, some locals have organized a website called um, Disconnect White Power Tacoma. And we'll, we'll link to that. And basically, there's a ton of resources there in terms of mm. being educated about things and how do you have calls to action, yeah. whether it's letter writing or going and making a relationship with your legislator and totally. so that they can like do some kind of city ordinance thing. Or like, what if Inslee, like there's a lot of people talking about what if Inslee um, gets involved and like declares something in Washington state? What would that yeah. look like if our governor actually, you know, made kind of a stance um, right. about white supremacy in the, in the state? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's the big thing for me. I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to throw out there, but I can't remember now. I think, Any final thoughts? Well, no, I think that pretty much covers it. You know, as much as we can squeeze into an hour, it's just like could talk about this forever. So it's true. Hey, you know what? We should talk about this forever. Hey. Until it's gone. Until it's gone. Except for not the summer, because I want the summer to last forever. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, and we hope you do your homework. All right. Bye. Bye. Interchangeable. White ladies. P.S. <laughs> the other thing that I want to. That means postscript. <laughs> Isn't that just postal service? No, I think postscript. it's postscript. Okay. You're right. You're right. Because it's, it's, um, it's after the. The other thing words. I want to throw out here is this like, okay, white people taking a risk, you know, whatever risk means, quote, quote unquote risk to physically be in to protest something demonstrate but the march is not enough and so you have to keep going and this can't be just something one and done and so I've personally like dedicated myself to whoever shows up and publicly demonstrates or has you know made that Yelp review or whatever it is and does one action you sure as hell better be out there with all Mm -hmm. the other actions that are going to happen all the other things and Mm -hmm. especially if things go sideways because there's concern you know that's fine I will be like knocking on doors calling every damn person in that Facebook group who said that they're going to do something and doesn't do something because it is our responsibility to like get to come and get them like to get our boys and to to fight white supremacy and to put ourselves out there and so really it really cannot be one thing I feel good I have my little sign and my cute pic that I put on Facebook building a community that fights yep. white supremacy. And that is happening. I mean, there's work that's happening in Burien. There's work that's happening mm-hmm. up in Bellevue where where there's more, like, inundated attacks um, and, like, outward neo-Nazi, like, recruitment Yeah, um, that is happening. And so Tacoma, like, we need to step up, white mm-hmm. Tacoma particular. We need to step up and we need to do something and yep. um, not cower in the, in the corners. All right. The Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Listen to our other podcasts like Move to Tacoma, Citizen Tacoma, Nerd Farmer, Crossing Division, Taco Man, and Flounder's B Team. What is my life? Who like you have this like deep existential moment <laughs> totally. of like, who am I? What what is this? You know, makes me feel like an ant. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on AlaskaAir.com. This is Channel Two Five Three.